Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pen Weekly, a show that is not done weekly. Um, but today we are going to be talking about Super Wild Card Saturday and Sunday, um, I guess both days, with the NFL uh, football preview. I'm here today with – oh, I'm Stunt Pen, um, and I'm here today with Christopher Shackles, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Shack, a.k.a. Uh, I think that's it. I don't know anything else. Um, so how you doing, Chris? I'm well. I'm well, man. Uh, I had to wake up early this morning. Uh, you know, like we said a long time ago, you know, when you're married and your day off is not a day off. I always joke <laughs> with my coworkers that um, that when I'm at work, I'm actually off because the work I do at home is much more difficult. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to take those, uh, you know, I work from home right now, so, you know, taking those lunch breaks, you know, just going somewhere, you know, that's the only way you can guarantee it's a break. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. All right, so with that said, you know, um, th- thanks for coming on, and I just want to start off with, uh, you know, we're just going to go today, go through today's and tomorrow's games, um, kind of see who wins, and kind of give you, uh, or maybe predictions of who wins the Super Bowl, are we going to do that or no? Yeah, yeah, I think we can kind of maybe just go, like, who do you think will make the championship game, and and then the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl winner because the way that the NFL does, like, the seeding after each round, it's kind of difficult to predict how the rounds are going to go, like, ahead of time. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Um, how do you feel about reseeding? Do you, do you like that, or uh, is that something that, uh, you know, they should stick to more like a NBA or uh, NHL format? Um, I think it's okay. Uh I, I will say that um, with the reseeding, I definitely think that it gives the advantage, obviously, to the higher seed because the highest seed always will play the lowest remaining seed. So it kind of puts more uh, emphasis on the regular season, especially this year with only the one seed getting the buy, um, puts more of an emphasis on kind of like home field advantage, um playing games in the regular season and things like that. It's very, it's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Abnormal, where it's kind of like the Steelers, where you're just kind of like locked into, the Steelers were locked in, pretty much locked into the to the three seed, so they didn't really have anything to play for because they couldn't get the one seed. And the two seed, there's no buy, so it's just kind of like, you know, they, they were able to take that off. But for the most part, like you saw week 17, like, Every a lot of games matter because of that whole because of the you know wild card and then obviously uh, the one seed and and the NFC and all that. So, so I think it's good. Wait, long long story short, I think it's good the way they the way they do it. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's your answer? What do you prefer? Uh, I think for the NFL, keep it lowest. Uh, the highest seed plays the reseeding, where the highest seed always will play the lowest remaining seed. So. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I've been, I've been wondering that as well. I think it's interesting. Hey, well, let me ask you this then. Do you think they should that, should they do that for basketball? Ooh, that's a good question. Basketball. Uh, probably not. But I don't know why. Yeah. Um. Well, 
That's a good question. Well, I think one of the reasons is the, the, the high seeds almost always win, you know. Unless it's like yeah. a 4-5. And then 4-5, you're playing the same opponent anyway at that point, you know, so I guess it doesn't really matter. I mean, how many how many matchups would have changed, I guess, is the question. I don't, not, not very many, probably. Anyway, moving on. Um, the first game today is going to be – Chris, help me out here. Uh, the first game, Colts-Bills. Colts-Bills, okay. Um Oh, okay. This is it's actually going to be a good game. Who do you think is going to – all right, let me start off with this. What is the key to the Bills winning this game? Um, well, I, obviously, as you know, like, Buffalo's really picked up a lot of steam, especially in the in the mainstream media, and and they've just been reeling off wins like crazy. Um, I think, like, what? Well, they they were a victim of the Hail Murray, but other than that, like, they've really have been probably the most consistent team since that point in the NFL. Um, and obviously, Josh Allen is balling out of his mind. They, um, they he really made a jump, apparently, from, from what I've heard and research that I've done. Um, and then obviously, getting Stephon Diggs. Is, is a plus, and that and that system really has seemed to unlock him uh, and take his game to another level, worse, worse, uh, not worse, uh, more so than it did in Minnesota. And he ended up making. I saw on Twitter he ended up making first team All Pro um, this year. So Buffalo, you know, is on fire right now. Um, the Colts, though, I don't think they're any slouch. Uh, they they run the ball very well. Um, from my knowledge, the, their defense, they just kind of line up in, in um, one scheme, and they just say, okay, this is what we're going to do for 60 minutes. Can you beat us doing that? So be curious to see how um, Josh Allen handles handles their defense, especially with last year against the Texans where he started out so well. I want to say the Bills were up like 16 nothing going into halftime, and then after that, he just kind of, um, he didn't perform well from the second half and overtime on. And so, I'll be curious to see if he could carry on the momentum from the regular season into the to the postseason against a really good defense and uh, the opponent who has a good running game that can keep him off the, keep him off the field. Interesting. Okay. Uh, okay, I guess with uh, Colts, what do they need to do to win? Well, I mean, they got Old Man Rivers back there so um from the few Colts games that I saw this year um whenever they were able to run the ball very well and not necessarily put the game in Phillip Rivers hands early on they seem to be very successful um and then they just kind of hope that Rivers makes the, the throws when necessary um but yeah, I think with Old Man Rivers back there, you know, it's definitely going to be, you know, not to give you a John Madden answer here, but if they don't turn the ball over, uh, <laughs> they should, uh, <laughs> they should, they should be in good shape. Um, running game can make enough plays and, and, um, Rivers has some postseason moxie. And, uh, so I think that's definitely what they need to do. Run the ball, control the clock. And uh, I think the Colts defense has the potential to reduce the big play opportunity for the Bills. So, um, but if the Bills start going up and down the 
going up and down the field like they have been the past couple weeks, like they did against Miami, New England, Denver, last three weeks of the season. I think that may be Rivers' last game. Oh, you think he retires? Oh, yeah, he, he can't move. But, and plus, too, like, just with the way the league is going, those pocket passers are starting to look like dinosaurs back there. And Rivers is not mobile. Not even, like, get you two yards on a read option <laughs> mobile. So, this, man has nine, this man has nine kids. Do you think he's retiring anytime soon? If he did, if he handled his money right, he could. He got to be home. <laughs> he should retire with nine kids. Oh, he's going to go home for one week, and he's going to be like, okay, I think I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> Hop into coaching. Um. <laughs> All right, I have two questions for you. Um, as a Cowboys fan, do you miss Cole Beasley? How about that? Um, I mean, they drafted C.D. Lamb. So the first year, last year, so 2018 was, I think, Beasley's last year with the Cowboys. And 2019, they got Randall Cobb to replace him. And, uh, and then this year, you know, they drafted C.D. Lamb, and that was kind of the replacement for the underneath underneath routes and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I think we got, like, a competent replacement, so I don't necessarily know if Dallas or if I miss him, per se. Um, you got to offer But he definitely, he definitely seems more dependable than in Buffalo as a receiver than what he was in, in Dallas, that's for sure. So yeah, I think he criticized the, the Cowboys coaching staff. Um, and anyway, I'm not here to talk about Colby. Um Second question: How come do you think there's no uh, there's you know remember when Brett Favre retired you know or, or something with Andrew Luck? How come there's never any talk about him coming back? Do you think it's just he's, no no temptation there? Is that what it is? Yeah, I just think he's just a different kind of cat. Like if I don't if my heart's not a hundred percent in it, I'm not gonna do it. Versus Brett Favre was, for lack of a better term, more of a waffler. Um, and so, but yeah, I guess, I guess the question though is like, you know, why does Andrew Luck feel like that? I mean, obviously, you know, like he got beat up badly his first couple years in Indy before Frank Wright got there. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it or, or what, but yeah, that was kind of odd. That bombshell we got last year, like, especially from like the number one pick in the draft. And it wasn't like he sunk. He was top five quarterback in the in the league and uh, and just walked away so that's odd but no I don't, I don't think he's coming back I mean he probably would have already if he wanted to but uh, yeah, but like there's no like no whispers no like Andrew Luck's been throwing or you know Andrew Luck's nothing. it's kind of crazy nothing right nothing it's on social crazy. media nothing he just nothing went to his little rabbit hole the ghost all right, moving on. All right, who, who, who do you got winning the game? How was that? Uh, I'd probably say Bills, uh, 35-20. The Colts get a garbage touchdown. Not even close then, huh? Or it looked a little better. So, yeah, I think I think when it comes down to it, um, right now, just that the way the Bills and Josh Allen are playing, is playing um, I think they carry that momentum over. 
to the postseason, and they just keep lighting it up. All right, let's go on to the next game, which is going to be uh, Rams-Seahawks. Is that right? Yeah, Rams-Seahawks. Okay, so we've seen this game twice this year. I think uh, they split, right? Yeah, yeah, they split. They split. They both won on each other's uh, field. Or they both won on their own home field, excuse me. Uh, Seahawks winning most recently. Is, uh, is Jared Goff playing? Um, for what I saw online, I think Wolford's been getting the snaps, but Goff is listed as questionable, so I'm not sure. But I tell you, I think if you take a poll in Seattle, who they want to start, I'm thinking it's going to be Jared Goff. Oh, you know, I've, I've never been much of a golf believer. I think he's propped up. Why? Coach. Why? Why, why, why don't you a golf guy? I think, um, for just like, I think he's just like a one read guy, you know, so, you know, that might be just, I, I might be totally wrong about that, but I'm, a, I'm just I'm more of a casual fan when it comes to the Rams anyway, but, um, he's put up some stinkers. He always, and you know, my, my favorite team is the Niners, and he always puts up a stinker against the Niners, almost always. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe it's the defense that he plays against when he plays the Niners. Um, he's had big games in the past. Um, he was, he was terrible in that Super Bowl. Terrible in that Super Bowl against the Rams. Um, and that, may, that might be scheme too. Um, I think McVeigh said he, he took a loss on that one because of the scheme. But um, I was unimpressed. He's uh, not very. I just don't think he's very good, um, especially for the money he's making. Um, but you know, are there a lot of people who are like Jared Goff believers? I guess I, I, I don't know that there are too many. Are there? No, I think this year was like kind of the first year that you heard in the national media should they move on, but you know, like you're like like Josh says sometimes sometimes it's a slow day in sports, so somebody will just try to cook up a hot take. Because, um, I mean, they don't even know who the backup is, but yet they're saying should <laughs> the Ramos bench their golf. Um yeah, I'm kinda of, I'm kinda of with you there on golf. Um from what I've you know, from what I've been taught listening to football heads and stuff like that is that McVeigh kind of really manages golf a lot and kind of cuts the cuts the field down in half and kind of, like you said, maybe like one read or two reads or something like that. And, and as you know, like, you know, you watch enough football like us, and I'm sure, you know, with you being a Niners fan, you, you get to watch more Rams games than I do. A lot of that stuff is play action. And it just really seems like if the Rams cannot run the ball, I mean, it's one thing to, to not be able to drop back, you know, 40, 45 times and sling the rock. Um, but just golf, just sometimes like when he's bad, like it just looks bad. It's almost like it's just really bad. And like you said in that Super Bowl, you know, I mean, he just, Look lost. I mean, you can make an argument that that whole game turns if Cooks doesn't drop the touchdown pass. But then late. I think it golf was like golf was late on that golf was late on that throw though on that throw. But but then like okay, the next play he short arms it and Gilmore picks it, which pretty much sealed the game for for New England. But but yeah, to your point though, when golf looks bad, he he looks bad. I don't know, like, what it, what it is. But then, like, when he looks good, 
Like when they, I watched the game when they played Tampa, and Tampa can get after the quarterback, you know. And their run defense is pretty stout, uh, but he was just dealing. But like when, and that's the thing that's so tricky about him. Like when he's dealing, he's dealing. I mean, he he cooked yeah. my, my Cowboys two years ago in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean his his most memorable game is probably that Chiefs game they played. Um, Oh yeah, the Rams put up a fifty piece. Yeah, that's probably his best game as a pro. But you know, he yeah, he has that game once, maybe once or twice a year. That's it. But all the other games are like pretty, pretty average. I feel like so. You know, I mean, that's going to be your quarterback. I you know, it's just not that kind of kind of level of play like I'd want from you know somebody paying that much. But you know, yeah, yeah, you got to you got to pay somebody, right? Yeah, you got to pay somebody. I think that's kind of what a lot of Cowboy fans feel, you know, in regards to wanting Jerry to pay Dak. Um, I think you know, you, I think the thing with Dak, not to talk about the Cowboys so much, a team that didn't make the playoffs, um, <laughs> is that I, I think Dak, for the right price, I think everybody would be fine. But I feel like Dak is asking for a lot. But then again, if they pay you that amount, then that's what you're worth, right? So, um Dak's asking for what forty million a year last time I heard, which I wouldn't do it. I would probably let him walk, but you know, I'm not it's not my money. Then again it's not my money, you know, so Yeah. Uh but what kind of roster can you build when you're paying one player forty million? I mean, what if he gets hurt just like he did this year? I mean your season's basically over. Um Yeah. I mean I guess mm-hmm. I guess you could say that with any team with the star quarterback. Um uh, anyway. I see they hear that nor there, but who do you got winning this game then? And I, we didn't talk about too much about the Seahawks. Uh, okay, how does Seahawks, does Russ get an MVP vote this year? Probably not, right? No, he, no, he doesn't get a vote. Um, and kind of in, in hindsight, I mean, I know, like in hindsight, you, if you look at who won MVPs, like it all makes sense. Like there's not an MVP winner since Russ has been in the league in 2012 where you're like, well, should Russ have really won? Um, right. But um, I'd probably just take the Seahawks. Uh, before we talk about the game, I guess Russ was on the MVP trajectory like the first couple weeks, and the whole theme was, you know, let Russ cook. And then for some reason after that, the offense kind of just, I don't want to say took a nosedive, but they really haven't looked as potent as they did the first couple of weeks. But to that point, the defense has seemed to really pick it up the past several weeks, especially with them acquiring Carlos Dunlap and Jamal Adams being able to put a stretch of games together, um, staying healthy. But to that point, I definitely think that um, the Seahawks will win this game. Uh, Russell Wilson is probably the only QB in the NFL that I won't, won't bet against. That guy, uh, man, he just does not quit. He does not quit. <laughs> not, to, not to imply that other quarterbacks quit, but just being up in the fourth quarter against him with eight minutes left, up 33-14, I don't think you could even still be comfortable. You're up 19 points. <laughs> he just, like, he just doesn't stop. He just doesn't stop. And ever since I saw that, that NFC title game against Green Bay, uh, I was sold on him. 
uh, like he just perseveres and I've heard interviews from him like where he just doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low when good or bad things happen and um he you just can't take you cannot take anything that. this guy says in an interview seriously. This guy is the most vanilla interviewer in the NFL. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I will say that. That is true. Yes. yes. I mean you can He is ninety nine percent cliches when he talks when he talks. Ninety nine percent. You cannot get anything interesting out of this guy. But, but yeah, to my to the point about the Seahawks win, I, I think Russ kind of pulls it out. Um, even though the Rams, I think the Rams finished with the number one defense in the NFL. Um, but I, I think that with them being shaky at the QB position, generally in the playoffs, if you have the better quarterback, that increases your chance of winning the game. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna take Russ in a in a stinker, twenty three, fourteen. All right, John Wolford, uh, are you a believer in that guy though? I only watched a couple snaps of him on uh, week seventeen against the Cardinals, so I can't say that I do believe in him, that I don't believe in him, but I may be able to answer that question around seven o'clock today when the game's over. Oh, everybody! Well, McVay's gonna hide him. I mean, McVay's gonna hide him if he ends up starting. So, I mean, you know, he's not gonna expose them. But if the if the Rams can't run the ball, then they have no shot. Oh yeah, it's over. Yeah, if they can't run. There's nothing works. Yeah. All right. Next game for tonight, I guess it's it's the marquee game because it's Saturday night. But I don't know how much I'm not that excited for it. It's uh, football team versus I'm sorry, the other team name. That they were before. Uh, football team versus the Buccaneers. All right. So, yeah, good. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, he's 43 years old, I think, right? He's 43. Um, first time, I think, in his career that he would have to play all road games to get to the Super Bowl. Um, I think it's, I think it's the first, first time ever he's ever entered the playoffs as a wild card. Actually. Correct. Yeah, he's... He's playing the wild card round, but they've always they were they won the division. But as far as like an actual wild card, yeah, this is first time ever. Right. Uh, there, okay. So the biggest question: Is there any chance football team wins this game? Oh, uh, okay. Is there any chance Tampa Bay or that? I could say substantial chance. I guess. I mean, there's always you know. The bus could get stalled, and you know, and the bus never makes it to the stadium. The game's forfeited, you know. But you know, I mean, like substantial. All right, as long as nobody gets the Rona before game time, right? Like whether it be like Brady or right, right, yeah. As long as Brady doesn't get the Rona before halftime, the way Washington has to can win this game is that for some reason it has to be a close a one-score game going into the fourth. That is the only way. Um, kind of reminds me of playoff game, um, the Patriots and Ravens, I want to say, in 2012, the year the Ravens finally got over the hump, where the game kind of was like kind of close. And then in the fourth quarter, Baltimore just blew it open offensively. I think that 
it has to be a situation like that, but Washington blows the game up, like, defensively. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, Cowboys, so I've seen see a lot of Washington play. Um, their front four, nasty. You know, and they, they've really hit on a lot of picks um, on their, uh, on their D-line. Chase Young and Montez Sweat and a few other guys. And obviously, as we've seen, the, the times when Brady has uh, looked human in the playoffs, it's because the front fours get after it. Uh, so, but it has to be close. I just saw online that apparently it looks like Taylor Heineke. I can't, Taylor or Tyler, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name in. Um, is looking like the, he's going to get the start. I know earlier in the week, Ron Rivera mentioned that they were going to do the dual quarterback uh, or were entertaining rotating quarterbacks because of Alex Smith's calf. Um, but even then, I just think, yeah, I, th- I think Brady controls it. Um, and Tampa Bay wins like 28-10. Okay, yeah, I, I, you know, I really don't have much confidence in this being a close game. Um, what do I know though? You know, football is very strange, especially when it comes to playoff football. It's really unpredictable. Um, mm. the Bucks are the team that they can look really good in one game and really bad in some games. So I think some games this year, they, I mean, they blew the doors off of the Packers this year, but then they got destroyed by the Saints, you know, a couple weeks later, yeah. whatever it was. And so they, I don't know if they're one of those teams where they just, they just quit. I don't know if quit's the right word, but are they just kind of let up if the game's out of hand or, um, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced Bruce Arians is a good coach. I mean, of course, a, a great coach. I mean, he's a good coach, but I don't know if he's a great coach. I mean, Anthony Brown, despite his, you know, off the field issues, um, has pretty much been a non-factor in this offense when, I don't know. They have like they 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 have like three Pro Bowl uh, wide out wide out. You could argue that when the uh, Browns last year on the Steelers, which isn't far removed, it was 2018. He was probably the best receiver in the league. So you know, we're not too far removed from that. But I mean, he he hasn't he hasn't shown it this year. I don't know if that's a lack of training camp or I don't, I don't know what it is, but. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. I think their offense should be more explosive than it is. And Mike Evans just catching one yard touchdown route. Uh, but I don't know. Oh, Mike Evans might not play too, right? Yeah, he injured. Something looked like something with his knee after he, uh, so he got his NFL record. I think it was like seven consecutive 1,000 yard seasons to enter the, or from when you enter the league. And then later on, I saw that he, you know, he was being limped off the field or helped off the field. So I don't know. I haven't heard if he's going to play or not. Um, I guess against their opponent, I don't know if they need him based on the fact that, like you said, they have A.B. and Godwin. Um, and they're – Scotty Miller's pretty good. Obviously, they still have Brock, who's, uh, who can be a factor. So, um, but, yeah, I just think what ends up hurting Washington is – they just don't have enough firepower at the, you know, just enough firepower offensively. Their defense carried them a lot this year. 
Um, like I mentioned, that front four, they really get after it. Um, they make a lot of plays, and then I know there's a big deal made up of Chase Young walking out the field in Philly when they won, when Washington won the division saying, we want, Br- or, you know, I want Tom, or we want Tom, all that kind of stuff, but I don't, I don't think that's gonna. Oh, no, you'll get him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll get him, and it's, yeah, it's gonna be a different animal. In the, you know, he's not playing these NFC East quarterbacks and all that. You're playing against arguably the GOAT. Um, uh, yeah. Well, I, so, yeah. So, if Tampa Bay gets cooked and throwing the ball, I mean, they don't have a shot. Um, Bruce Arians, you know, he likes to push the ball down the field. Uh, so, we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. But sometimes there's games where, like, they take the ball out of Brady's hands. Like you mentioned, when Tampa Bay blew out Green Bay, Tom Brady was pretty pedestrian that game. And, um, they, Tampa Bay ran, ran the ball pretty well that day too. So it's curious to see what, what'll happen. But I think for the most part, um, Tampa controls the game and, and they, they should be able to walk out of DC with a All victory, right. unlike some others who were in DC. All right. Yeah. Next game, uh, Sunday morning. What is it? Where I guess Titans Ravens. Oh, that's a good game. They they played they played each other this year, right? Right? They did. They did. And Baltimore. I actually watched a. I watched that game, and Baltimore, for the most part, uh, controlled a large portion of that game. I don't know if you saw the antics before social media, and I don't even know like when this became a big deal or not. But standing on the opponent team's lo- logo at the fifty yard line, I didn't know. Oh, I don't remember that big yeah. deal, but. So apparently, like Victor Butler, Malcolm Butler, and uh, a cornerback for the Titans, and uh, Jim Harbaugh, the coach for the Ravens, apparently they got into and were cussing each other out before the game. But uh, John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, sorry. Uh, and so yeah, Baltimore kind of really controlled the game for the most part, and and then, but the thing with Tennessee, you know. I feel like to beat them, you can't – the running game can't be an option for them. Like, you have to jump up on them, whether they give you turnovers or their defense is not very good, and get it to where Ryan Tannehill is, is a drop-back passer. Um, a little better than golf, I think that's fair to say. Um, but when they get that play action going – in turn, that even just makes Henry even more deadly because you're just scared of getting beat over the top. And, I mean, Henry, 2,000 yards, rushing. Um, probably going to finish second in the MVP uh, over Mahomes. Uh, probably be Rodgers winning it, Mah- uh, Henry second, and Mahomes third since Mahomes didn't play week 17. But, but yeah, just the same thing, like Henry – you know, they were able to keep Henry in the game just based on the score and how the game was going. And then they Ravens uh, or Titans got the ball in overtime and and Henry took it to the house on him. Another walk-off. So, Lamar. But I do think this year Lamar finally gets his playoff win and kind of shakes off this fake narrative that's 
going on in the media about him. Um, the James Harden of the NFL? I'm sorry? The James Harden of the NFL? <laughs> yeah, the James Harden of the NFL. And, uh, yeah, he finally gets his playoff win. I know, you know, if you, if you're a Titans fan and you see how much the Ravens have been cooking, you can say, well, look at the quality of the opponents that they've played. I think the Ravens almost had 400 yards against the Bengals rushing, uh, week 17, which is insane. But, um, I think the fact that Baltimore either has gotten more creative with the running game or, they just said we're not going to worry about Lamar throwing the ball from the pocket as much as what we were trying to do. And the fact that Tennessee's defense is just not very good. Uh, I think they get out of Tennessee with the, with the win. Who's the lower I'll go, the Ravens, right? I'll go 34 30 Baltimore. Oh, high scoring. Wow. Okay. Let me ask you this. Who's, I know John Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh's already won a Super Bowl, but right now, who's the better coach? Between Harbaugh and Vrabel? Yeah. I think you gotta go Harbaugh. Uh, only just because, you know, Vrabel doesn't have very many years under his belt. Um, I mean, you can argue that Vrabel, with last year's postseason run, you know, he's done more with less relative to what Harbaugh's done, you know, when his team's been mediocre for the most part before they got Lamar, they really weren't making the playoffs. Um they won a Super Bowl with Flacco. Yeah, I know. But all right. You know, for the sake of you I won't I won't bring that up as a Niners fan. But that's fine. I, I think Harbaugh's a better coach. All right. All right, next is uh what's the next game? Bar burner, Saints Bears. Oh, brutal. Okay. <laughs> uh, Bears. What, 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 what was their record? Ninety-seven. The Bears were eight and eight. Oh. <laughs> four, four. Check this out. So, you remember the uh, the infamous Tom, uh, Bears Bucks game where it looked like Tom Brady appeared to forget that it was fourth down. Oh, you put up the four, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You put up the four, right? So, at that time, I think the Bears were number one in the NFC at that time. <laughs> After that game. Yeah. Then they lost like six in a row. Yeah. And then that's when, like, you know, uh, I got a buddy who's a Bears fan, so we kind of go back and, you know, we talk about the Bears um, every once in a while. And uh Trubisky needs to go, Nagy needs to go, blow it up, this, this and that. Well then they real they they went three in a row, um and get to a point to where week seventeen they controlled their own destiny to where they had to win week seventeen to make the playoffs. Well, they ended up losing week seventeen, but because the Rams won, the Bears uh, got the tiebreaker over right. Arizona, and so that's how the Bears backed into the playoffs as your seventh seed going up against New Orleans. Right. Um, you know, I just want one thought. Uh, you know, I nothing against you or people use this phrase. Controlling your own destiny is really a weird phrase to use because 
if you think about it, destiny is not something you can control. You know, it's usually like, it's usually, it usually means something that's predetermined, right? It's my destiny to do this, you know? So controlling your own destiny, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um, but everybody uses it, everybody knows what you mean by it, so I don't really care, but I'm just one of those things I just wanted to say. Uh, at any rate, this game is not going to be, he, well, what about this? The only way this game is close is if Drew Brees is just horrible. And that can happen because he might have the, he probably has the worst arm I've seen in a quarterback since probably Peyton Manning, that Super Bowl run, um, by, by what's, who you consider a elite quarterback, I guess. Um, uh, what do you think? So, kind of similar like Washington, a lot of things, the Washington have a big game for Washington to win. A lot of things going to have to go their way, and it's going to be close in the fourth. Um, same thing with this game here. A lot of things, the Bears have an amazing, have a really good defense. Um, I do agree with you about Drew Brees' arm. Um, although this year it's probably because he's playing with 11 broken ribs still. Um but I do think, of, unlike the past two years, uh, Peyton will probably bring Taysom Hill in more often, earlier or sooner than, than later, instead of um, a gadget substance now. It's a winner-go-home situation. Um, I do think that New Orleans' defense is good enough to, obviously, stymie that Bears offense. Um Although the last two home playoff games the Saints have played, they have lost uh, the NFC Championship game against the Rams, which obviously was that horrific no call. Um, but they still got the ball first in overtime and then blew it. And then last year, Kirk Cousins came in and, and did a number <laughs> did a number on him. Um, but yeah, to your point about Breeze, I mean they're going to be pretty predictive offensively if he can't throw the ball more than 15 yards, um, at least to keep the, keep the defense honest. But I, I think against uh, the opponent that they're playing, the, they just struggle so much offensively. And, and even though Trubisky has been better, um, I just think that, you know, the New Orleans defense, they're front four. They can get after it. They don't even really need the blitz to get pressure uh, with Cam Jordan and then they're – um, I got Hendrickson who jumped off the jumped off the screen this year. Um, I think they, yeah, they they get enough done, and New Orleans gets gets their uh, gets their win. Um, what am I gonna say? Thirty four, thirteen. Yeah, that won't be that close. I don't garbage time okay. touchdown. Okay. Next, uh, what's the last game? I don't even know what it is. It's, um, it's the last be, uh, game is Pittsburgh Cleveland round three. Baker Mayfield, aka, what is it, progressive? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Progressive? It is progressive, yes. Not sponsored by them, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why I'd probably be in trouble saying that. No, um, you're, you're fine. Um, would you would so uh oh that would AKA progressive? That's what you got? I don't know who does anybody call him that? <laughs> no, I was just just, just clowning. <laughs> okay. All right. Um now let me you know, on just aside, you know, well, maybe not, but are those do you like those commercials, those progressive commercials? 
Uh, I mean, they're pretty creative. They're not as good as the Geico commercials. So, uh, well, my, I have a friend who does not like Baker Mayfield, but like those commercials, I was just wondering. So it just worked out. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay, so this is round. So they split the series, but the the Steelers didn't really play any of their main people in the second game. That, that That's right. That's correct, right? Correct, yeah. Ben didn't play uh, week, the Week 17 game. Uh all right, so is this, game, is this game going to be close, or is it going to be a Steelers blowout? What do you think? Or maybe the Browns blowout. What do you think? What do you think going to happen? Oh, man, poor Browns. You know, 18 years before between playoff stints, and then you, you make the playoffs, then your coach gets the Rona, can't even go into the building all week. That's right. They're, they don't have a coach. Yeah. So, oh, there, there's no way, right? There's no way, right? Well, there is a world where Cleveland does pull this off because if you ask any Steelers fan, they will tell you this about Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin. They love him to death. However, his teams tend to play to the level of their competition. And I think any Steelers fan that is worried about this game it is because of that. It's because a lot of times Mike Tomlin's teams, even though he kills it on the pressers, um, the team plays to the level of competition. However, I do not think that happens tomorrow night. I think um, they got the NFL's leading sack guy, T.J. Watt, uh, Cam Hayward. Those guys are going to get after Baker. Um, they're going to take the game out of Chubb and Hunt's hands. Um, Baker's kind of can kind of be like golf in that sense. Like, man, when you get to play action, he, he's cooking. But if you just got to drop back, you, man, you better put Baker's name on the prayer card at your church because uh, <laughs> it's not going to be. Uh, it's tend to he's put up some stinkers. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just think about that, that yeah. I, I think that, you know, they'll feel the effects of not having their, their head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we called great games for Cousins last year in Minnesota. Same thing for Baker Mayfield, um, this year. And I, I think they miss him and, and, uh, they lose again, just like they did 18 years ago against, uh, Pittsburgh the last time they made the playoffs. Oh, right. Man, 18 years. All right, so all the games, you know, we got went through all of them. Let me ask you this. Give me the team that has that, – that, so it never goes chalk, right? There's always an upset, right? So which team is most likely to upset the uh, the favorites this week? Um, if you consider four or five, the five loop, five winning, if that's an upset, then no, then that would be my number one. Okay, no, so we're, 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 not, five, we're not talking. We're not talking bucks. We're not talking. But we're talking record wise. Or let me say, let me say the favorites. As this, as maybe in, in like as far as like uh, gambling parlance goes. Um, man, if I had to bet on an upset. 
Yeah, not not, not like covering, but like winning outright. I think I would bet. Rams, Seahawks. Wait, um, no. Man, that's a tough question. It never goes chalk. You know, it never, you know, it never goes chalk. Yeah, it never, it never goes chalk. It never goes chalk. Um, last year, Minnesota was a six seed and won in New Orleans. It was a three seed, so. That's really helped the Niners out. <laughs> What's up? It really helped the Niners out. They didn't have to play the, the Seahawks that year. And then Tennessee as the sixth seed beat New England and Baltimore last year. So you're right. It never goes chalk. So if I had to pick, I don't know why for some reason, I guess Colts-Bills? I mean, if you, especially if you think that Josh Allen comes back down to earth and, you know, the Colts defense is really good. They have a lot of speed. Um, yeah, I guess Colts-Bills if I had to – if I had to bet an amount of money that mattered on an upset, I think that's probably what I would bet on, Colts-Bills. Colts-Bills, not Seahawks, uh, or Rams over Seahawks, or Titans over Ravens? Uh, well, Ravens would be my number one, but since the Titans are the four seed and the Ravens are a five well, seed, is that Baltimore really enough? Favorite, Baltimore's favored by three, though. That's right. Baltimore is a two-point favorite on the road, so that means Vegas thinks that Baltimore is clearly the better team right now. So I don't think I would bet Tennessee. No, I don't like their defense right now. Their defense is really bad, really, really bad, um, really bad. Rams? Rams with uh, probably a backup quarterback versus the That's man the you, thing. Just, like if, you just said if, you don't quit. <laughs> yeah, if – if Jared Goff was playing and he didn't have a broken thumb, you could talk me into the Rams upsetting the Seahawks. Um, but I just think with the with the Rams playing a backup quarterback, I think it's highly unlikely that they do. Um, so yeah, I would you know have what? to bet Colts Bills. I could see Washington winning. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there is a universe where there is a universe where. Uh, Washington does beat Tampa. Same format yeah. as how the Giants would beat how the Giants beat yeah. New England in their Super Bowls. You nobody, up, nobody. If Washington won that Super Bowl or Washington won the playoff game tonight, and it was just like that, front four just harassed Brady all day. Nobody who knows football would be surprised. No one. The only game I feel like is a lock is Saints. This, uh, there's no way for I, I just there's no way for the Saints to lose that game, right? There's there's no way, right? Other than somebody important getting the Rona, yeah, I don't see how the Bears can win that game. I I don't unless it's close to the fourth quarter. But it's close to Trubisky. You got the ball in Trubisky's hand trying to get down the field. Oh. Come on. Trubisky's playing better, but from uh, what I saw I week from what from what I saw from Trubisky week seventeen, it was like I'm not gonna make the mistake. Like if it's first and goal, you can't be throwing check down routes, man. Third and goal, you cannot be <laughs> checking the ball down. <laughs> uh the nightmare Third for Gary. Check down swing route. Like no. They might be stuck with this guy. 
about it. Knowing that, that, yeah, that that stretch that they went on, winning all those games, getting in the playoffs, might uh, distort their perception and review of him as a quarterback. But we'll see. The no, thing I, that, I, I let him walk. Let him walk. Out of here. Let him walk, huh? Yep. I would not. I would not pick him up. No way. There's no way. But anyway, okay, great. Now that we got all the games away, last thing we're going to do today is uh, I just want to give you predictions for the the conference, the teams that you think will make the conference championship game, games, I should say, and and the Super Bowl, I guess. So um, let's start off with the AFC. Who do you, who do you got in the, the AFC championship game? I'm not going to go chalk. So I'm taking Chiefs, Steelers. I think the Bills and the Steelers play each other in the second round. Big Ben goes up to Buffalo, gets revenge for that stinker he put up uh, in the regular season in Buffalo, and they get it done. They go to Orchard Park, get it done. Chiefs, Steelers. Chiefs, Steelers, okay. All right, NFC, who do you got? NFC. Based on how I think that the bracket's going to go out, I think Rodgers, I think Green Bay and Tampa Bay play in the second round, so they wouldn't play in the NFC Championship. Um, I guess NFC, yeah, I guess you got to go chalk, because after New Orleans, I mean, you know, Green Bay, New Orleans are clearly the cream of the crop in the NFC, but after that, I mean, um Everyone else just like too many holes. Seattle's offense has been hasn't been very good. Um, Obviously, we made our feelings known about Washington. Tampa has beat up on tomato cans, but um, (laughs) against the good against the good teams, they've only beaten Green Bay. I mean, they lost to the Bears. They lost to the Saints twice. Um, They lost to the Rams. Should have lost to the Giants. Who aren't a good team, but yeah, they're just kind of too inconsistent. And then obviously with, uh, the Rams not having their starting quarterback, um, and then we've made our feelings known about the Bears too. So I think NFC, yeah, just goes chalk, Green Bay, New Orleans. All right, who got the Super Bowl? I'm going with the State Farm Super Bowl, man. Rodgers and Mahomes. Chiefs, Packers, rematch, Super Bowl one. Oh, wow. Who do you got winning? Who do I have winning the Super Bowl? Oh, that's a good question. Whoever has the ball last? Is that is that a valid answer? I think the same thing, too. Like, let me, I was going to ask you a question. Who do you want more? Is, who do you, who do you trust? Not trust more. I guess you can trust both. But, um, like, so much that it was really negligible. But, um, like... Mahomes and Rodgers are two really, like, you know, Mahomes is a guy you talk about Russ don't quit. Mahomes does not quit. You guys, you could be, you're, who's down 10 in the Super Bowl with third and 15, whatever, converted. I mean, he could do any, I don't know. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you, side note, off topic real quick. Was Bosa held on that third and 15 by the left tackle? No, no, nah. 
I mean, nah. I, I would have called it. Okay. I, yeah, I, I don't really point. have. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't really have a gripe with that. Um, I do think Crabtree was definitely held that fourth down in the Super Bowl uh, against the Ravens. And they should against the Ravens. And they should have called it, but they were too chicken too. But um, you know, that's, that's neither here nor there. But the Bosa thing, no, I think that's fine. Uh, the, the the Niners made them not to like talk about an old uh, Super Bowl. Uh, they made them pass. Uh, they had some bad luck. They had Kittle wide open on the third down late in the game. That could have extended the drive to kill some time, and Chris Jones batted it down. No, he, uh, Chris Jones batted it down. Um, oh, okay. I mean, they had, they had Kittle on Suggs, I think. I think it was Suggs. Maybe it wasn't. Um, like on a slow linebacker, and Kittle was <laughs> he just he won the route like it was, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, bat it down, you know. That that ball happened to me what twice a game. Unfortunately, it was that play. So, um, at any rate, yeah, Mahomes he does not quit. He does not quit, and he has a he has a firepower to do it. So, and I think that now that he's won a Super Bowl, I think once you win one, it's either you know, I think it's easier for you to win more. You yeah. know, over that hump, kind of one, maybe you have less pressure on yourself. Two, you you know how to win. I think that I think that's what happens to a lot happens to a lot of people who are, you know, perceived as to be the next thing or uh people who are looking for that first championship, you know, like kind of like um not to bring basketball too much it, like LeBron when he after he won his first, you know, I think the second one came. Um yeah. I mean ever since then he's he's known how to win, so I don't know. Anyway, kind of the agreement over there, but yeah. But uh and, you know, you don't get lumped in that. I think a lot of players, especially NBA, their fear is to be that, that conversation, that lumped into that Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing never won a ring kind of John conversation. Carmelo. Yeah. yeah. And I think the same thing, I think it's creeping into the NFL where it really shouldn't because NFL is such a team game where it can't be entirely too dependent on one person yeah. doing. Um, I mean, you've got Dan Marino, but. Uh, probably he's probably the greatest quarterback to not win a ring or what, right? Dan Marino, let's see. Let's see. Can't think of anybody else. Yeah, I would say, you know, if we do if we do our normal rules where, you know, you have to play at least in a certain <laughs> at a certain time when it, when everyone was able to play, uh, no matter your skin color. Um <laughs> probably, <laughs> I would say probably Dan Marino. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it has to be Dan. I mean, he held he held all the passing records before Favre started breaking him, and then Manning and Brady and Brees started breaking him. So yeah, it has to be it has to be yeah, Marino. Two and three probably go somewhere along the lines of I don't know Tony Romo, Philip Rivers. So, um, you know that's just how that's how it is. But yeah, Jim you know. Kelly. Jim um, Kelly, yeah. I mean, people talk about this to death, but you know, if Romo got a ring and Eli didn't, they probably their the way that people perceive them are probably different. Um, or they're probably reversed, I should say. So this is uh, just really, really weird. You know, did you notice last week there was a catch that uh, they overturned that was exactly like Des Bryant? Non-catch, uh, you know, against Green Bay. 
breaks my heart. The Cowboys as well. Yes, the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> breaks my heart. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Uh, well, okay, let me ask yeah. you this. Final note. Final note. Non-related. Cowboys question for those people out there who are Cowboys fans. What? What was the most difficult loss for you as a Cowboys fan? And there's been many. And there's been many in the past ten years. <sighs> okay. So obviously referencing the Des Bryant catch game, right? But if Des Bryant scores, I think there's still like four minutes left in that uh in that game. So it's not necessarily to say that if Des if they ruled it a catch, Dallas even scores on that play or Green Bay doesn't come back and win. But so that one there probably hurts or hurts. Um, I think uh I hate to say this, but it's true. I gotta be honest. Rumo fumbling the snap in, in the O six playoffs at Seattle. Um that or one past that ten years, okay, but that's fine. Oh, you said ten years. Okay. So Yeah, I think uh if it's the past ten years the playoff game against Green Bay, the 2014 season, the playoff game against Green Bay, the 2016. Is that the year that Rodgers made that crazy throw to Jared Cook on sideline? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, but Dallas got down like 21-3 in that game, so I don't I mean, can you, you know, you could argue we don't get down like that much, you know. Um the playoff game in 2018 against the Rams at the Coliseum hurt because Dallas scored their first possession and they just moved the ball down the field um, seven nothing, and then they just didn't score again until the fourth. It's like, what are you guys doing? And then there was a play. There was there was like a situation where I think before halftime, Dak took a sack. He took a you know he took one of his famous sacks that gets him out That's of field goal range. That's a Dak special right there. Dak special uh, gets him out of field goal range. The the Rams just ran all over us with Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson, who was fresh off the couch. Um, <laughs> fresh legs. Fresh legs, and uh, that one just really hurt because I think with the information that you had about Dak Prescott at that time um, and the team at that time, you know they had just made the playoffs 2016, barely missed it 2017. Um, they win that game after Thanksgiving against New Orleans. Um, Philly comes into the house, um, comes into Dallas, wins a barn burner. Um, and you're like, okay, I think we got our guy. It's just as far as my opinion, think we got our guy. We finally have like a serviceable defense. There's enough talent on offense. Um, we, at that time, Zeke was still Zeke. So you go through Zeke, you know, play action and opens it up and Dak starts slinging the rock all over the yard. But then just to get there and just to get manhandled and embarrassed like that was, just um, not good. Even though Dallas got it to a one-possession game, 
Um, there was a third down, and Jared uh, towards the end of the towards the end of the game. I think I don't can't remember Dallas. I don't think Dallas got the ball back after this, but you know McVay and his play action. That play action allows Jared Goff to boot, throw off it, whatever. Well, Jared Goff ran for the first down, and if my memory serves me correctly, Dallas didn't uh, get the ball back. After that, so, uh, um, is that what, that's the one you're putting up there. Then number one, number one is probably the catch. Uh, yeah, tough game, tough game, tough tough game because they were so good that year. Um, I don't know if you they took the ball out of Romo's hands and Romo didn't have to win the game every week. Um, he obviously, as much as this pains me to say, he obviously wasn't elite enough to where he could win the game every week when he was good enough to do it sparingly. And so they ran the ball that well. He finished second in the MVP. I'm, I have a beef with the NFL that Dallas was the third seed that year because Seattle, Green Bay, and Dallas um, were all 12 and four. And even though that Dallas went up to Seattle and beat them, we lost the tiebreaker because the conference losses apparently if there's a three-way tie, then the head-to-head doesn't matter anymore. So that kind of bumped me <laughs> up. So. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, and that was when Seattle was rolling in there. In, in Seattle. Oh, yeah. They leaped yeah. in a boom, Marshawn Lynch. And yeah, Romo went up really there and Yeah, sad to see, you know. And the more I look back on it, you know, I just, it's just, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I think about that a lot, like how that play could have really changed, you know, Romo's legacy. And I don't know, but yeah, I guess that's, it is what it is. I guess at this point, it's been six, yeah. seven years. So, all right. Well, well, Chris, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, hope you enjoy your weekend. Hope you, uh, all the teams you want to win will win. Well, how about this? Who do you want to win? Jeez. I I already know who you're gonna say, but go ahead and say it. Uh, the Super Bowl Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, I know. As a as a Cowboys fan, you always have to have a back team, uh, a team in your back pocket because you're, you know, you just don't make the playoffs enough. So early on in my years, in my twenties, it was like the Colts, Peyton Manning, uh, Brady winning after Manning got old didn't bother me because New England's an AFC team, so we don't really see him and. Didn't hurt, so I root for I rooted for I root for Brady. So now, um, I actually have family in Kansas City. Uh, been there several times. Lovely place. So that's kind of my excuse to uh, flirt with the Chiefs when the Cowboys put up a sticker and don't make the play. Very flimsy, but I'll, well, I understand. All right. Well, thanks, Chris, for coming on. All and I'll talk to you next time. All right. No problem, man. Take care.